Welcome back, everybody, to Wrestling Overtime. It's us, the Wrestling with Stooges guys. I don't even know how to call it. We'll just call ourselves the Stooges. We're That's the it. Wrestling Stooges. That's all we need. That's you all know? they need to know. Yeah, Stooges. We're the, we're the Wrestling Stooges. We're uh, their Wrestling Stooges. Yes, we are. Uh, Tim Roth, myself, Oscar Rendon. Um, we are uh, <clears throat> here to talk about, uh, obviously, a lot. We'll be talking about... The whole Vince McMahon TKO merger with UFC and Endeavor to become TKO Holdings, um, and what that means for Vince uh, possibly being out. You know, some uh, you know we don't know yet. Um, but also about the staff meeting he had with with employees, and we'll be talking about Samoa Joe and his uh, account of the All In incident. Uh, you know, we'll be talking about Grand Slam and 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 the main event with Samoa Joe and MJF, which I think was the one of the best matches of the of the show, and and especially with again, we said it before, any any angle that MJF is in is the angle, you know, and it's only and, and AEW just needs to figure out how to do that with everybody else, you know, but um, so we're gonna be, we're gonna be talking about that and the possible injury with adam cole that he suffered at uh grand slam um and what that could mean how they could incorporate it into the storyline um and uh, obviously at the very end we'll talk about the releases that wwe had a lot of releases i think someone said someone someone said something like 22 releases yeah, actually, I have the... 23, I think, if you count Matt Riddle. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I got the list I can pull up later when we get to that yeah, part. But, uh, so, <clears throat> let's get into it, guys, because Vince McMahon. Uh, so, after the after the merger with Endeavor and UFC uh, with WWE, they officially became TKO Holdings, and so the TKO merger happened, and... There's been first of all, here's the here's the sitch. Um, Give me the sitch, bitch. Here's the sitch that I didn't even know about, and then I had to do some digging of my own. I had to do some. I had to do a little bit of homework. But apparently, in January, um, Vince McMahon had a had a like a I think I'm not sure if it was a board meeting or something about him coming back to the company and basically threatening everybody. Uh, to vote him back in, or else I forgot what the or else was, was was. But basically, he or he or else them, or else I'll make your life a living hell. Blah blah blah, whatever. But like he basically threatened them to vote him back in to the company after he had resigned, obviously because of some um, uh, 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 hara- some sexual harassment allegations, um, allegations and 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 money was being handled with you know money from WWE was being used so like so all that stuff came out and so he had to resign although he would tell you that he retired um right <laughs> but we all know he resigned and so apparently in January there was a meeting and apparently this is all on record you can go look it up and it's it's an official you know whenever i guess when when boards come together for the, these kinds of meetings they have to have like a there, there has to be some officiality about it. There has to be something official about it. So that has to go on the record. And uh, apparently he did threaten to, he did some kind of, he did some kind of vague threat about voting him back in to the company. And I don't think they really did. And so basically the, the, the conspiracy theory out there from a bunch of wrestling fans, a bunch of wrestling pundits, a bunch of wrestling uh, YouTube channels and podcasts is that Vince McMahon sold WWE to Endeavor so that he could get back into the company and be in charge of the WWE, running the WWE side of it again. And um, and he sold it obviously to his friend. He he, he said that he obviously it's been he said it in, in, in the statement that I think our is it Ari Emanuel is someone that he's known for twenty years, and so he sold it to him in the in the and knowing that Ari Emanuel will put him back in power in as far as like you know WWE day to day stuff. Um, but now. 
that could all be in jeopardy. It all might have been for naught because apparently there is an investigation going on with Vince McMahon. And um, depending on what the investigation finds, and even if the investigation doesn't find anything, but there's still this this cloud over him as a figure in the company, uh, as a part of TKO Holdings, he could be ousted as in his role at TKO and WWE. So he might he might legitimately get the he might be a, he might be one of those next names on the fired mm-hmm. list, <laughs> you know. Um, because apparently they, uh, 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 I, I don't know all of the the details, but apparently TKO has a firm like if 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 the negative press or the negative uh, perception of Vince McMahon could affect WWE or any future deals, then it's better to just tie. Uh, better than just it's better to just cut all ties with Vince McMahon basically so um, first of all what are your thoughts on that like it's a whole thing it it feels like an episode of succession dude I'm telling you it's like a roller coaster this (laughs) this thing with Vince McMahon it's just been first he's he's in he's out now he's back in now there's potentially he could be out again like for good this time Um, but I mean at this point, like the dude is, what's almost eighty years old. Yeah, he's, he's. I mean, he. I know he doesn't want to retire. He says he's never going to retire. And just that's time, dude. Like, just get yourself out of out of this position that you're in, and get out while you're on top. You know, like <laughs> right. Like the company <clears throat> is going to be in good hands. Like we know this. We've known this ever since. Um, like Triple H has been kind of running things, and now this merger uh, with uh, Endeavor TKO, whatever you call them, like it's a good thing for the company. And I just, it's so just wishy washy this whole thing. And I don't know. I'm people can say what they want about Vince McMahon. He's given us some really good television and moments throughout the years but like i just said a second ago like i think it's just time to go it's just time (laughs) (laughs) he should have stayed retired (laughs) yeah i mean he should have i think um yeah i mean the conspiracy is that he did all this he he basically uh fucked over his family so that he could be in power you know and that's the that's the consensus that's the consensus with everybody online, you know, from from you know all the wrestling podcasts and, and, and YouTube channels on there, basically saying that Vince literally made a, a deal with the devil, essentially to to get back in power in WWE, and it might have been for nothing because he might be out anyways, and so. He really, he kind of essentially, like like I said, kind of fucked over his family because um, you can only imagine that perhaps Shane or, or Stephanie were imagining that they would run the company one day and be owners of the of the company and then they would pass it on to their kids and their kids to their kids and, and so on and so forth. And it, it would be a family business. And, you know, for the first time ever, WWE is no longer a family business. Yeah. Think about that. I probably... Let me take that back. What I said about it being a good thing for the company, because like it's still it's still new. Like we don't know what's going to happen uh, in the future with this merger. So I kind of uh, put my foot on the gas when I made that comment about it being good for the company. But like, yeah, you're right. Like it should have just stayed in the hands of his family, Stephanie, Triple H. Like you know, it's just we'll see where it goes. But as far as Vince, this whole thing with Vince, it just just cut the cord. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. It's like you could say that it's it's good, but I would I would probably say that it it's <clears throat> not the best situation to be in because now you're not in control of anything. You don't have the power. And so it, you can literally just think of it in in these terms. The day Vince McMahon dies, whoever's left in charge of 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 the WWE side of TKO could essentially just fire Triple H, fire Steph. Well, Stephanie, I don't think Stephanie McMahon works for WWE at all yet anymore. Or I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but apparently I don't think she does. But they could have essentially fired Triple H, and 
hire somebody who may not be qualified, somebody who doesn't know wrestling. And who knows where that could lead? Who knows what could happen in the hands of somebody else that isn't part of that legacy, who isn't at least been a professional wrestler themselves, you know? So, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's, it is a good thing as far as, like, money-wise, as far as, like, business acumen. Like, it's a good deci- it's, it's a good business move. It's, but is it the best move for WWE as a whole, not just financially, you know, think of the creative. Like, if, if for whatever reason one day they're like, you know what, Triple H, you're out. And they hire some writer from Hollywood or, or they who knows who the fuck they hire. What could happen to WWE? What could happen to the storytelling? What could happen to building up these superstars? Like, what, what will happen? We don't know. You know? Every, yeah. every, that's the thing. Everybody now is essentially an employee there. Triple H is an employee... Obviously, Miss McMahon is an employee. Who knows what could happen? Like, think about what could happen to the actual, like, wrestling aspect um, of the company. Like, everything could change drastically. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, we don't know. Um, Yeah, it's it's just, uh, it's a wait and see, you know? Um, It's a... not the best news, you know, when, whenever the merger was announced, whenever it was announced that WWE was selling to Endeavor, I never looked at it as a positive. I always looked at it as a, as a, as a neutral, kind of like, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens, you know, because time will tell. Within the next two years, we'll know. Like, in two years' time, we'll know what the effects of WWE selling to Endeavor had on the company, you know. Whether it's creative, whether it's the finances of it, whether it's, um, I don't know, whether it's how they hire new stars. Like, are they going to hire people from the indies or are they going to stick with hiring, you know, college athletes, essentially? We don't know. And it's a little scary. Who knows? You know, Uh, now WWE is just another brand for a uh, for a big conglomerate so you know who knows yeah <clears throat> i think we've touched on this before i don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not but like this could be something good for like an outsider like uh, the rock is not an outsider but like it's good for somebody like him or somebody like cm punk who works with the ufc or work does he still Work, yeah, work with, with the kind of like their affiliate. Yeah, <clears throat> so it could, it could be good for certain people to bring in. Like now, there's a possibility of CM Punk coming back because they're gonna want CM Punk there. And exactly. Who are who are the people they're gonna hire to bring back? Now it's not Triple H's call or Vince McMahon's call. Now it's someone above them who's like, you know, it, they could go over their head. You know, like I don't know. Think about. I'm trying to think of like. Somebody that they would bring to do like okay, CM Punk. Let's just say for whatever reason, Triple H or Vince McMahon are like, well, we don't want to bring him back. <clears throat> TKO can be like, well, uh, that's too bad because we want him and we made him an offer and <laughs> he's gonna show up next Monday. <laughs> that's good for us wrestling fans. But it's good, yeah, it's good for us. Like we're we're happy about that, or at least some of us are happy for uh, for it. But um, but for the, for them who can't make that decision, you know, they've essentially basically given the keys to the kingdom to somebody who can do absolutely anything with it, you know. And obviously, right now they'll play nice. You know, and by they, I mean TKL. They'll they'll make you believe that you're doing everything and that you're working and that they're not going to interfere. But sooner or later, once they start seeing the revenue that WWE brings. They start seeing the numbers, the ratings, all this stuff that's been booming ever since last year. Since, coincidentally, when Vince McMahon stepped away and Triple H started being in control of a lot of the creative and Stephanie McMahon was the CEO, co-CEO, um, it's been, I would say, WWE has been talked about more in the last year since Vince McMahon stepped down. Than it was before. Like before then, I'll be honest. Like when they said, um, when they announced the what was it, the Clash of the Castle, 
I kind of didn't give a fuck. Like it wasn't, and it wasn't until Sami Zayn actually got incorporated into the Bloodline story officially with Roman, which was all Triple H. Vince McMahon did not want them together. Vince McMahon was like, "Well, we'll we'll let you do your little thing of wanting to talk to Roman, but you never actually will." Vince McMahon stepped away. Triple H was like, "Why don't we try it out? Let's see what happens when Sami Zayn um, gets in, you know, gets in with the Bloodline." And we all know what happened then. Honestly, I I will say, and and I'll put all my money on it. I think. And this is a this is a hot take. So take it with a grain of salt. I think Sami Zayn saved the WWE. I think Sami had Sami Zayn not been advocating for that storyline, had Sami Zayn not even hinted at it, who knows where that year would have been with Roman as the tribal chief, as the top guy on SmackDown. It could have gotten old by the end of the year. It could have gotten old by Survivor Series. Who knows? But because Sami Zayn got in the picture, it brought in all these other elements that we no one saw coming. There was the connection with Kevin Owens. There was the 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 connection between the Usos and Jay and all of that. Who knows where we would be right now today if it weren't for Sami Zayn and that storyline. Honestly, Sami Zayn was like the hottest thing going at that time. And as soon as he officially like left the bloodline, I was kind of like sad because like that was my favorite thing going on TV. Like every time Sami Zayn would come out and he was kind of like the hype man in the background of the group. And, you know, just, I was kind of sad. Like I knew it had to end at some point, but I'm like, this could go on just a little bit longer, man. They could, I don't know, but yeah, you're right. I feel like once Sammy left the bloodline, I'm not saying it was bad after that. Like everything's been fine. Okay. Everything's been Good, especially with Cody being there, coming back at the Rumble. So him leaving, Sami Zayn leaving the Bloodline at the Rumble coincided with Cody coming back at the Rumble. And I think, you know, Cody has been kind of that, like, um, he's, it's crazy to say this, he's kind of the John Cena of Monday Night Raw right now, you know? I agree. He doesn't really have to have matches. He, he can have matches, but really, people just want to, see him live whether it's him cutting a promo or him wrestling it really doesn't matter i want to see him live you like know? i hope he's at smackdown in a couple <laughs> weeks well maybe maybe not <laughs> but um but yeah essentially cody can do anything right now in raw um and they're using him sparingly so that's good so that he doesn't get too old with the with the crowd or he doesn't you know you know he people he's not just in people's faces all the time yeah. Um, and I also think that's the thing also is like they haven't really had they're never going to have anybody like John Cena again but as far as like the face of the company and somebody that they uh, can rely on and um, you know make all these appearances and stuff like they're trying to put Cody in that position and so far they're, they're doing a pretty good job like he he's still like huge baby face because I felt like after he lost at Wrestlemania depending on what they were going to do with them, like people weren't going to care anymore. People weren't going to care if he ever finishes a story or not. Um, but yeah, also using him sparingly is also a good idea because back in the day, you know, Cena was used every week and he not too long started getting a lot of hate and yeah, booze and all that stuff. So, so far they're doing right by Cody and hopefully it can continue. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, just using him sparingly, I think the Judgment Day has really been the saving grace for Monday Night Raw, Um, and especially especially with Dirty Dom, Mm -hmm. like we said, we're pro-Dom, we're pro-Dirty Dom on this show. Never thought I'd say that, never thought either of us would say that. Never thought, yeah, (laughs) but uh, we're pro-Dom on this show. and, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, right now, WWE is just riding a wave right now, a positive wave. Um, the only negative wave that WWE has right now is Vince McMahon. <laughs> He's kind of bringing that negativity to the company. Um, <clears throat> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting to see where WWE is within the next year or two, where it is by WrestleMania. 
Um, mm, yeah, that's another thing. They're coming up on one of the biggest WrestleManias of all time, and yeah, and, and that's another thing too. Like, someone outside of Triple H could be booking shows, so it's like somebody else is or could be making decisions for one of the biggest shows of the year. And they basically just have to sit there and take it. You know, they're like, all right, I guess you're booking the show or you're, you know, you're making decisions. It's like at the end of the day now, yeah, they, they answer to somebody else. They answer to someone on, you know, on that totem pole, you know, on someone higher. So, you know, it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how well they play with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with a boss, you know, it's one thing when your boss is your father-in-law, but now that you have like an actual boss that you have to like report to, who knows? Yeah. You know? Triple H hasn't had an actual boss since I guess when he first started. <laughs> but I guess yeah. like Vince wasn't his father in law at the time. Yeah. So probably like he probably hasn't had like a real boss since uh he started dating Stephanie. Pretty much. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Once he put a ring on it, made it official. <laughs> you know, he's like, Oh man. <laughs> Feels great not to have a boss, <laughs> but um, but then that that leads into the the staff meeting that Vince McMahon had with his with these employees, um, you know, saying that WWE was stale and that they needed to sell to take WWE to the next level, and apparently people in the meeting were rolling their eyes and kind of calling bullshit to that answer, and basically everybody there kind of knows why he sold and it was to get back into the company. And so that's another thing. It's like WWE at the time that at the time that uh they sold was not stale. WWE was doing record numbers. They they were doing mo- like they were doing record numbers as far as like ticket sales for shows, uh merchandise, um just, you know, th- the views on on YouTube and TikTok and all that stuff, like just millions and millions and millions of views, just on like little clips, you know, these little you know five minute, three minute, two minute, you know, clips for SmackDown, Raw, NXT, all that stuff. And it's like, you know, it's kind of crazy that that Vince McMahon called his product stale, but it's it's made the most money it, it has in years too. It's been the most profitable year, dude. Some some could say that the WWE has not been this hot like since the Attitude Era. And it's really hard to compare anything to the Attitude Era because we know how big it, big and uh, successful they were back in those days. But yeah, you're right. They're way more... They're doing big numbers right now. Yeah. I mean, they're doing stadium shows. They're, they're going to do a stadium show for like a third-tier pay-per-view. Elimination Chamber. It's like a third-tier pay-per-view, you know? Go back to the beginning of this year. Royal Rumble was a stadium show. WrestleMania was a stadium show. Uh, SummerSlam's a stadium show. They also did um, well, They did another one during the summer that was also a stadium show somewhere. Um, was it Crown Jewel or something like that? Like that over in, uh, what's, what should we call it? Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Saudi Arabia. And then we just talked about it earlier off the podcast. They got three consecutive stadium shows at the beginning of 2024. Yeah. Rumble, Chamber, and WrestleMania. Yep. So, yeah. And they've already sold. We already know they sold a lot of tickets for WrestleMania. And I think today I read something about like 80,000 registrations for Elimination Chamber, whatever that means. Yeah, basically uh, those are the people waiting to, you know, Get the email to buy tickets. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I mean, people are people are excited right now. Re- business is booming for wrestling. I don't you know, know, man. It seems pretty stale to me. Damn, yeah, yeah. It's really <laughs> stale right now. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it just shows that uh, that uh, yeah, Vince McMahon is just out of touch. And, like, you know, like, again, like, a lot of people were talking about, like, because Triple H was at that same meeting. And everyone's talking about, like, like imagine being Triple H and having to hear Vince McMahon say, you know, we had to sell because it, it was getting stale. But then you're Triple H and you're seeing the numbers that you're, you're doing since you took over creative, since you've kind of m- taken the direction of, of, you know, Raw and SmackDown to a different place. And you see the numbers go up. You see ticket sales go up. You see revenue go up. You see merchandise go up. You see all this stuff go up. 
And then Vince McMahon here, just to get back in the company, sells it and says, well, we had to because it was stale. First of all, again, let's look at this. Let's look at this from an objective standpoint. Roman, the most over he's ever been. Jey Uso, the most over he's ever been as a singles person. Dominic Mysterio, who the fuck <laughs> saw that coming? Nobody. Nobody, Nobody. saw coming. Rhea Ripley. This bitch has got her own fan TikToks for, for just being her, for just being mommy. You know? And God damn it, I love it. God damn we it. We all love it. We all fucking love it. Puerto Rico. Sorry. That was the other stadium that I was thinking um, of. It was actually an arena. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was an arena. Oh, Money in the Bank. That was also... Money in the Bank was a stadium. Yes. But where? Um, I'm, was Nashville? No, it was out of the country, I'm pretty sure. UK. That's right. UK. Oh, but it wasn't a it wasn't a, a stadium. It was the O2 uh, Arena, not the O2 uh, Stadium. Mm. So, but still, record numbers, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, but like I'm saying, like imagine being Triple H and just having to sit there and hear Vince McMahon, your father-in-law of all people, say, "Oh yeah, we had to sell because it was stale." But like I said, objectively. Roman, the most he's ever been over. Jay, the most he's ever been over. Sami Zayn, the most he's ever been over. Kevin Owens, the most he's ever been over. Cody Rhodes, the most he's ever been over in his career. Dominic Mysterio, the most he's ever been over. The Judgment Day as a whole, the most mm. they've ever been over. Gunther, Chad Gable. Um, L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight. Uh, what else? Um, I'm trying to think of, of like other names right now that are like the most over. Becky Lynch right now. Seth Rollins. Like it, it, It's... At this point, like this is the time right now. This is this is what John Cena has been waiting for. That when he cut that promo on Roman Reigns and he said, "You know why I'm here? You know why I come back? You know why they tell me to come back? Because you can't do your job." This this is why I think back to Attitude Era because there were multiple multiple people that were over. Everybody was important, and that's what's happening right now. Yeah, this is the moment. You know. Like and for like and and for the first time in like since uh, since uh, uh, um, since NXT Rainbow <laughs> basically what people oh called it, but like people are actually tuning in to watch NXT again, you know after you know the big mistake of fucking making it whatever the graffiti whatever NXT graffiti whatever you want to call it, but like you know Tiffany Stratton, no one knew who the fuck she was. Before she showed up on Monday Night Raw challenging Becky Lynch to the NXT Women's title. You know, that's a future star right there. Also, think about Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch having the best steel cage match in a long time on some rinky-dink pay-per-view. Was it Fastlane? Was it? Or not Fastlane. What was it? Payback. Payback. Was it Payback? Yeah, Payback. Okay, Payback. Yeah, we'll, we'll say Payback. I don't have no, I have no idea anymore. But um, but yeah, it's like all of these things are coming are com- are coming together. Eo Sky, another person that's way over, you know. Um, it's it's like what the fuck are you talking about, Vince? What are you talking about? That He's it's out of stale? it. He's he lost touch a long time ago. So and maybe, it's just gotten worse. Maybe it was stale when he resigned because he was in control, right? <laughs> but like Triple H did a lot of like. He did a lot of work to to get it back to where it needs to be, right? Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just insane to me that this, this guy is like just making the moves and doing the shit he's doing, and it's like it's it's just stupid. Yeah, it's you know it's funny. People would always say shit about Triple H burying people, but when he's in charge, he's making stars. Like he is yeah. putting everybody. In a position to... Or at least he's trying. Because at the end of the day, you can only be put in the position to take advantage of, to be to make yourself a star. Triple H can't make you a star. You have to... You, you, Triple H has to give you the, the uh, opportunity. And then it's what you do with that opportunity, you know? Yeah, he's giving people opportunities. That's you know? the... Because I'll give you an example. Karrion Cross. Triple H is giving him opportunity after opportunity. Eh, I, 
kind of don't give a fuck about the guy. You know, no offense, but they just haven't either. He hasn't done anything to kind of convince me to care about this character or, or I don't know, but like they keep putting him in these storylines and they, they keep putting him with these opponents like AJ Styles. Eh. AJ Styles was another one. What happened with AJ? I feel like I, I don't, I don't like, I honestly don't know. Like right now, uh, you know, right now he's teaming with Cena. So hopefully that'll kind of, you know, um, heal or not heal, but like it'll, it'll repair some of the damage that's been done with him kind of being off of TV. And then, well, there's the thing. Have you watched SmackDown? Yeah. Okay. Well, we we can touch on that too if we have time. But uh, yeah, keep going. Um. But like, yeah. So he's teaming with Cena right now. So hopefully that will start kind of being incorporated, and hopefully he starts his stock could come go back to where it was when we went to WrestleMania when he faced Shinsuke Nakamura. That was like at the height of his, um, I would say popularity. Um. But, and I think he signed like this is his last run i'm pretty sure like he he confirmed it when he signed his most recent contract is that this is his last run so three i think it's i think it's for three years yeah well basically yeah he said that he's gonna retire with wwe you know so i mean like i said the company has never been the most over and you know people have never been the most over in this company and again they have had been put in opportunities to to do so, and some have co- some have risen to the opportunity, some haven't. You know, um, like I said, I gave you some example right there. Like one example, Karen Cross. I'll say what what's another one? Austin Theory. I feel like he's still he's still being put in. Op- he's still given opportunities to to be that next guy or to be that next young star. But I don't know. There's something about him. That isn't clicking, and I don't know what it is. I hope he figures it out. I hope so because, you know, he's talented for sure. He's very young still, and this might just be a situation where he, it's 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 a, he's he might be another Cody who might have to go away, and then and, and figure himself out who he is, and then come back to be Cody. Because Cody, even Cody, when he was first in WWE, wasn't this overstar. He had to kind of leave, become who he was, figure out the character who that is Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare, then come back, you know? So it's, it's just all of that. Yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> think of all the stars that Austin theory has been in the ring with though, too. Like he just beat Cena at this past WrestleMania. He's been in there with stone cold, the rock just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but he's so young. He's younger than we, he's 26, 27. He's younger than us. I know that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's still got time. But you you might be right. Maybe he needs to figure what figure out what that is that he needs to do to become that guy. Go away, own his craft, whatever. Many of guys have done it. You just mentioned Cody, Drew, Drew, Drew McIntyre. <clears throat> yeah, he's one of them. Um, yeah, you just have to. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? You might have to make that journeyman's uh, uh, take that journeyman's path and see where it takes you. I don't know. It it just depends. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Um, what else? So, um, <clears throat> we've covered all that. Um, Samoa Joe and All In. He he finally spoke out on the on the All In brawl with um CM Punk and Jack Perry. He didn't give. He didn't really give away any new details. You know, basically, basically what he said was um he's been in situations like that before, so he really didn't feel like it was that big of a situation, you know? He's basically kind of um un you know, kind of subtly undermining the 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 the, <laughs> the statement that Tony Khan made when he said he feared for his life and and he's like, "Yeah, I've been in situations like that before." It's like it's nothing. Like it's just you know, we deal with this all the time. It's wrestling, you know? And and it's just funny to hear that from him, and then also be like, "Look, we just at the end of the day, we all we all rallied together and ended up and and went out there and did what we had to do, you know." And so it's just it's you know it's one of those things where Samoa Joe comes out looking like a million bucks, you know, he he's, he looks like a locker room leader, all that stuff, 
Um, but more than anything, he's just it's just it just proves that Samoa Joe is uh, top notch. Who would not listen to Samoa <laughs> Joe <laughs> if he was your locker room leader? Would you just be like, nah, I ain't doing that? <laughs> I'd be terrified. I'd be like, um, yeah, 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 you're right, Joe. Yeah, no glass, no glass. <laughs> but yeah, like I know that Punk was like hesitant to even go do the match. And Joe kind of had to like convince him to go through with it, which is a good thing that it was him in the match with Joe. Because if it would have been somebody else, who knows if CM Punk would have even wrestled that night. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, which I mean... I think that just goes to show you that uh, and it might it, it 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 might hold credence to the fact that at the very end of his match, Punk says goodbye because maybe perhaps he wasn't thinking about going back out there to do his match. He's like, you know what, I'm done. I'm done with this. That maybe that's why he was staying. That's you know, that was the mentality he was in when Samoa Joe went in there to talk to, to talk to him to convince him to do the match was like, yo, I'm over all this. Yeah. So who knows? Did you did you tag me in a meme? It was a picture of CM Punk walking out with the belt like on his shoulder and holding up the one like uh, like Roman Reigns does. I don't know if that was you or if I just saw it on Facebook <sighs> recently, but like. Somebody was like, it was like a meme. It was, um, it was a side to side picture of Punk walking out doing that, and then Roman doing the same exact <clears> thing. Like, is this a sign? Is this a sign that CM Punk's <laughs> going back to uh, WWE? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if that's his last match, if we don't, it, this can't be it. Like, I don't. I feel like he's gonna wrestle more. I feel we've talked about this. I we both feel like he's coming back to WWE. But like, if he is really done with wrestling. I mean, he went out in front of 80,000 people against yeah. Samoa Joe, of all people. Yeah. So. In a really great match. Yeah. You know? Um, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Like, it's, um, I mean, it just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about it because, you know, it's not really news, you know, but it's just, it's just noteworthy just to, to first of all, the fact that Samoa Joe was able to calm him down and have him go out and do the match. But also the fact that he's just kind of like, eh, it is what it was. Like, you know, we all had a job to do. We went out and we did it. Like, and that, that also just, uh, goes to my, it goes to my point that I made a couple episodes ago where I said that, you know, they really need to find out who the fuck is leaking all this news. Like we shouldn't know about this when it happens almost immediately. Like the fact that me and you got to Nate's house, the match hadn't even started. The match was it it they they were they had just gotten into the ring and were doing the the the, the ring announcements for Punk and Joe. And I, I open up Twitter and what's what's the first thing that I see is oh Fightful Select or Nick Hausman. That's the guy. Nick Hausman. Mm. Nick Hausman uh, you know, reports that uh, CM Punk got into a fight altercation with Jack Perry before, his, you know, before All In. And I'm like, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, let's see. Um, Tim picked me up at at uh, five, at 6.45. Uh, and, and Jack Perry had just said that at 6.45. Oh, cry me a river. And then we went to, to, to get food. And then we went to t- Nate's house. That took about 15 minutes. So in 15 minutes, within the fifth, within 15 minutes. That news broke. Whoever the fuck did that? That's the person who ruined All In. It's not CM Punk. It's not Jack Perry. As much as people would love to blame CM Punk, as much as people would love to blame Jack Perry, it was not them who cast a shadow over All In, who overshadowed All In. It was the fucking stooge, which, by the way, come on our show. If you're going to stooge for somebody, stooge for us. Um, <laughs> we literally named our podcast after you. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Stooge. Um, but uh, but 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 the fucking Stooge, yeah. Like they need to find whoever the fuck that Stooge is and fire them. I mean, legitimately fire them for leaking that news to 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 the to the wrestling news sites, to the wrestling re- reporters. I don't believe in that shit. Um, it's just ridiculous. Like we shouldn't know about it immediately. Had had this been something that we heard about in two or three months? Or hell, even a week. If a week had gone by and they announced, oh yeah, by the way, these two guys do an altercation. 
That's why they're not going to be at all out. I'm fine with that. But the fact that it happened almost immediately just shows me <laughs> that whoever was in there was looking for, for, was looking for any reason to basically stooge on CM Punk. You know what? You can leak that information, but you can't leak us the video. That's what we really want. We want the damn video. <laughs> we want a visual of what happened. We want some video evidence. That's what we want. Just we want evidence. I don't know, man. It's just the other good thing is though, CM Punk is not suing AEW. <laughs> He's being the bigger man. He doesn't want to be tied up in litigations for any future uh, that he might have in wrestling for like a no non compete. Yeah. Clause. So good on him for that. So that's another sign that maybe he's got a he's got a plan. Yeah. I think so. I mean I think he's uh he's he's somewhere bound. He's double double E bound. I think so too. You know? Um but yeah, so moving on to the next piece of news. Um AEW <clears throat> Grand Slam was this past week. And uh, Adam Cole possibly got injured uh, while running down to the ramp. Right, well, not running down the ramp. Running down the ramp and jumping off the ramp to um, cheer on his best friend MJF. His uh, brochacho. His brochacho. His uh, amigo for, for <laughs> his amigo for life. Um, and it just again that elevated ramp get rid of it get rid of that elevated ramp ironically it's the same way cm punk got injured it's the same way CM Punk. He, he jumped he jumped off the ramp and into the crowd adam cole he jumped off the ramp and he, he didn't jump into the crowd. he just jumped off and landed on the on the mat right there that padded mat right on on ring you know ringside and he got injured you know yeah we don't know like how serious it is but i do know you might know this too that he was on crutches afterwards and immediately went to the hospital um so i haven't heard anything or seen anything about how serious the injury is um as of a few days ago so i guess we'll see hopefully it's not that bad if anything they can just keep him out of the ring for a little bit let him heal up and Whatnot, so yeah. Hopefully he's better. I don't know what the plan is for him and MJF going forward. So I don't know either. Um, yeah, like first of all, get rid of that elevated ramp. I never liked it when they had it in Impact, when they had like that ramp that just you know went directly to the ring. Um, they've only done it for Grand Slam, though, right? They've only done it for Grand Slam, and I think some other show. But again, it, it you know, Daniel, no, damn right, Brian Danielson got his foot caught up in it one time. We don't know if that was real or not, but still, it's like just get rid of it. Have a regular ramp, you know? Because again, like it, it's just stupid. Like it, whoever made the design, whoever approved the design, obviously Tony Khan approved the design. Don't do that shit. You know, because people are going to be jumping off of it and making dumb decisions. Let's just have a regular ramp. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just have a regular ramp. Tony, you're making people feel for their lives. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, Adam Gold feared for his foot's life <laughs> when he jumped off that ramp. Um, but yeah, um, that was it. You know, um, MJF and, and Samoa Joe had the best match uh, of, of that show. And. Um, I really, I really liked it. I think again, like we said, MJF right now is carrying AEW on his back. I only tune in for MJF right now. Like, there's like nothing is. I saw the, I saw the announcements for the matches at Wrestle Dream. Cool. There's they're dream matches. Air quotes. Dream matches. I don't give a fuck about dream matches. If the story isn't booked right, if there is, if there's no reason for these guys to fight other than, hey, we're just gonna throw out dream matches. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. No fucks given here, people. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, like who would have? Th- I 
could count on one hand the number of people who actually thought they would have given a fuck about Dom versus his dad. Right here. This is me. I didn't, maybe I would have given a fuck. I didn't, we, we did not expect people to actually give a fuck about this. But because of the story and how they wove it in with the Judgment Day, how they wove it in with the LWO, how they wove it in with just all of this you know, am, amazing work that they did to build it up, it's all about story at the end of the day. We've, we, we've always said this. We, keep, we will keep saying this to the day we stop recording this podcast. It's all about the story. If you put in a couple of guys that do really cool moves and those are dream matches, I don't give a fuck about dream matches. I'm going to say this on this show a million times until somebody gets the point. I don't give a fuck about dream matches if, the, if, if, they, have, if they have nothing to do with the story. Give me the fucking story. Why is Ricky Starks lost to Brian Danielson again? Ricky Starks should not be losing right now. Right now, you should be focused on building him up, making sure he's winning all the time, or at least being the best heel and, and winning by cheating, winning by, by dirty antics, whatever the fuck it is, you know? But he's losing. He lost to Brian at All Out. He lost to Brian at, what uh, was it, Collision or, or... Yeah, Collision. What was that? Uh, some kind of... wasn't a strat match, was it? No. That was at... Uh, that was at All Out. Um, oh, it was a Texas Death... I don't know. I Either no way, idea. he lost. And, yeah, he should not. I agree. He should be winning. He should be winning. Right? You should be building him up as the next heel, possibly facing MJF. Now the rules have been reversed. Sort of babyface MJF versus a heel, Ricky Starks. Build that shit up. Put a st- There's already a built-in story with, with, we, you know, with MJF and Ricky Starks feuding at the beginning of the year. Boom. We gave it to you, uh, AW. Take it. Here it is. Go. Run with it. Whatever the fuck you do, whatever the fuck you do with it, build a story out of it. We're not going to tell you how to do your job. Right. <laughs> you know, unless you want to hire us, then yes, we will be hired. You can hire us. Call me. Email me. Oscar Rendon at YML.com. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him up, people. Hit me up. Um, <laughs> hire me. But it's just, it's, it's, it's frustrating that every time we, we talk about this, it's like, I don't give a fuck about dream matches. Do you give a fuck about dream matches? Not, just like you said, unless there's a good story to it. Like The Rock and Roman Reigns, there's already a story there. Yeah. Built-in story, easy, easy peasy. That makes yeah. a dream match. You know what? Like, that's what builds a dream match is the story. If it was just Rock and Roman, I'd be like, eh, I don't really give a fuck. You know, just because they're cousins. I don't really give a fuck. But because they built in this, this lore, this, this, uh, this whole world with the tribal chief, with, with the, you know, Roman Reigns brought in the legacy of his family into it, which by proxy, he's bringing in R- The Rock. Now, had he just been Roman Reigns, the guy with the, with the vest, and he's, and he's just like, oh, I'm going to have a match with The Rock at WrestleMania. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-mm. But it's this tribal chief, the tribal chief of his family, of his family's legacy, who, by the way, is connected to Roman, or not, not, is connected to the Rock. That's what makes it more interesting. That's what we're excited for. We're not excited for the match itself. We're excited for the buildup to the match. We're excited about the promos. We're excited about what could be said between these two guys leading up to that match. The match itself will be whatever the match it is. Whatever the match is, that's what it'll be. But me and you, we don't give a fuck about that match unless it's built right. Unless that, the roadmap to that match, the story, the promos, the vignettes, all of it is done right. Bingo. Honestly, that's a story they could just start building right now. Like, as we speak, this story, that story could go on for months, up until Mania. Um, but yeah, like, Forbidden Door. Like, AEW has this pay-per-view called Forbidden Door. It's basically just matches that dream, dream matches. And... Uh, like there was a match on there. Like there were some matches on there that I like didn't necessarily really care about. Like uh, like the main event was Brian Danielson and uh, who was it? Uh the Rainmaker Okada. Okada. That's yeah. not see. That's how much I didn't really care because I didn't know who his <laughs> opponent was. But uh, yeah, that's what Tony Khan's all about, man. Like just booking random dream matches, and like they don't turn out to be what they should be a lot of the time. Yeah. 
I don't know. It is what it is. <laughs> as, 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 as a great man once said, Ray, Ray Dunmire, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> this man had a lot of quotes. Go big or go home or it is what it is. <laughs> but um but yeah i don't know i like you said i just don't give a fuck um give me a great story and then i'll give a fuck you know um the eddie kingston claudia stuff has been pretty good why because there's a bit of a story there mm-hmm. again eddie kingston has to be the one reminding us that he hates claudio because for whatever reason they just have never liked each other but at least there's a little bit of a story there to get us hooked you know Hook, line, and sinker, you know. Um, WWE releases. Let's go through the names. All right, let's do it. Let me get the list out here. The list? Oh, hold on a second. What's going on? Just, uh, ABC News. Hollywood writers reach a tentative deal with studios, potentially ending months-long strike. Ooh. Uh-oh. Finally. <coughs> Finally. All right. I wonder if that means anything for... Uh, for WWE, no. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but for Hollywood, as far as like movies is concerned, finally. Because I'm, I'm, I, need, I need my movies. Deadpool 3. I need it. So, WWE releases. And we can... I'll go through them, and then we can just talk about some of them. All of them, whatever. Yeah. Mustafa Ali. Rick Boogs. Aliyah. Elias. Riddick Moss. Top Dalla. Top Dalla. Shelton Benjamin. Emma, Dolph Ziggler, yep, Dabacado, Dana Brooke, Mansoor, Mace, Quincy Elliott, Shanky, Shanky, Ulisa Leon, Kevin Ventura, Cortez, Eichmann, Eichmann Giro, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Barlow, Bryson Montana. <laughs> That's 20. 20 uh, releases. See, some of these, the last few, I don't even know who they are. Matt Riddle? <laughs> yeah, Matt Riddle. 21. Um, I mean, we'll start, we'll start off with the first name you said, Mustafa Ali, uh, or Mustafa Ali. Um, Who's in the middle of a program with uh, Dom. With Dirty Dom. It makes no sense, because he, he, sched- he technically was being promoted for a match at No Mercy against him for the North American title. How do you how do you fire a guy who is right now feuding with one of the most overheels you have? That's it that's the example of uh Triple H not ha- like nobody having any control. Like they got these people got fired because of the merger pretty much. Cuz they wouldn't have made that match official. And put him in a program if they were just going to release him right in the middle of it. Because now, how are they going to explain? What are they going to do? I don't know. He's I have in, no idea. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. Um, and plus, he's been doing a lot of great work in NXT these past couple months. Like, a lot of it has been for the North American title. But still, it's like he's he's kind of been rebuilding himself back up. And so, you know, to me, it just makes no sense. Um, he had a really good match with Gunther. At uh, whatever pay-per-view it was. Yeah. A few months ago. Yep. Um, Emma, I feel like they they just brought her back only to fire her. Oh, my God. And they announced the Australia show. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, never mind. I yeah, don't work she, for WWE anymore. Yeah, she tweeted, I'm excited. And it's like, oh, never mind. Um, Jesus. Oh, man. Think about that. Think how bad you feel. Oh, man. Man, that sucks, dude. That, that'd be like if I worked for WWE and they had finally announced a, a WrestleMania in St. Louis and then I get fired <laughs> just months before. I'd be like, fuck. Man. Well, I guess I better buy my ticket like the rest of these losers. <laughs> oh, man. But um, what else? Uh, Shelton Benjamin. 20 years. 20 years. They had just, they had just shown his uh, 20 years in WWE package like this past summer. Yeah, I mean, I hope that they rehire him as like a backstage agent. You know, maybe this is just the end of his in-ring stuff, and now he's going to be more of a producer agent. You know, doing backstage stuff. Hopefully, yeah, they could use him backstage for sure. You know, all the experience and expertise. Um, man, Elias, I was, I always liked Elias. 
I thought he yeah. was pretty, pretty entertaining. I mean, r- world wrestling entertainment, right? Yeah. Walk with uh, Elias. Walk with Elias. Um, was he injured? Is that why he hadn't been on? I have no idea. I don't know, but like, I know he's been gone for a while. Yeah. Um, I was looking forward to him coming back, getting involved and doing something. Yeah. Um, Dolph Ziggler, obviously. That's the big one. Yeah. Oh, man. Man. Wow. Just leave the memories alone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could be a blessing in in disguise for some of these uh, guys and girls. Obviously, Dolph Ziggler has a uh, comedy. um, He's a comedian outside of wrestling. Yeah. um, So he's got that going for him. Plus, like, he wasn't being used. Um, so they're basically just sitting there collecting checks. I mean, I'm sure that might be fine for some of them, but for somebody who like Dolph Ziggler, who like wants to perform, like, like, why am I here? You know, I could be taking my talents elsewhere. Um, so I feel like somebody like him was just kind of going with the flow, hoping to get used more. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these people have outside of, WWE stuff that they can do. Dolph, somebody like Dolph Ziggler is probably set for life. Like he's been in the business for twenty years. He's probably saved a lot of money. Um, you would hope. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. <clears throat> you know. Um, but yeah, it's just that was the one that got me. I was like, oh my god, Dolph Ziggler. That's the one. That, you know. You know which one was the one that got me? Top dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's terrible to lose a job, but that one I kind of saw coming. No offense. I feel like a lot of people saw that one. I f- feel like if it, if anyone if anyone that kind of makes it, it was kind of him. You know, he kind of stood out and not in a great way. Um, but who knows? Maybe he'll be back one day, and hopefully, he's he's you know better. I don't know. Uh, that's all I can say. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, he didn't seem like a wrestler to me. He seemed. I don't know. I don't know if he, I don't know if he trained to be a wrestler from by WWE and he was doing something else. But I don't know. He just didn't seem like a wrestler to me. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But um, but yeah, no, man, it uh, that sucks. Remember that 2013 Money in the Bank cash in? Yeah, from Dolph. Oh man, one of the best cash ins of all time. That's for um, sure. What else we got on here? See some of these. I don't even. Yeah, Bryson. No. Bryson Montana. I don't know who you are. Yeah. Sorry. We lo- we lost the maximum models. Mason Mansoor. Yeah. You know. Shanky. Shanky. Um, Matt yeah. Riddle. Matt Riddle. Yeah. He. I think. That was some. Well, he got in trouble at an airport for doing for something, didn't he? Yeah. Um. I mean, he he accused them of of, of sexually assaulting them, sexually assaulting him. Basically, um, for what I have no idea. I don't know. Either he had something on him, and they were checking him. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, there was some other issues with him throughout the last few months. But I mean, he was kind of involved with Drew McIntyre like, yeah. recently. Um, but yeah, man, lots of releases. I mean, lots of fresh starts, though. I guess. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, what all these all these people land on their feet. Yeah. Um, well, guys, uh, that was our wrestling overtime. Jesus Christ, that that was another hour we did. Um, uh, like we said, this we, you can uh, catch our next episode of Wrestling with Stooges on Tuesday, which is a new day that they will be going up and uh, following another episode of Wrestling Overtime. Um, uh, like I said before, like I said before on the Wrestling with Stooges po- uh, episode, um, make sure to go and check out Glory Pro Ascend. It's something that myself and a lot of other people have been working on um, uh, over there. Roger from Mouthpiece Studios, who's the art art director, um, Dan, who is in charge of everything there. Uh, we're all pitching in trying to produce an actual television show on youtube for free you guys can watch again go to glory pro wrestling on youtube and you can watch the first three episodes of ascend uh for free 
you know, you have main event matches like Cody Lane versus Ray Phoenix, Jake something versus Warhorse, and the Crown of Glory championship match between Calvin Tegman and Xavier Walker. Or no, no, not Xavier Walker. Xavier Walker. Um, learned that today. Um, <clears throat> but again, you can catch all of those uh, episodes for free on Glory Pro Wrestling plus, plus past shows like uh, our show at Delmar Hall, The Pageant, all these, all these exciting shows that we've been putting on and producing these past this past year, um, and thankfully we've gotten a lot of uh, uh, feedback on on these uh, episodes, and we're just getting started, guys. We're just getting to the groove of things. So please, if you can't come out to a show, uh, first of all, make sure to go to GloryProWrestling.com to check out any dates for any future events. Our next event is on October 15th at Col- in Collinsville, Illinois at the Gateway Convention Center. It'll be – we'll have special guests, uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett from the Kingdom. We'll have Cole Cabana there. Uh, and, of course – all of the rest of our Glory Pro stars, hopefully, you'll be able to see all of your favorites like Calvin Tankman, Xavier Walker, Jake Something, Warhorse, Cody Lane, uh, Tootie Lynn, all these other people uh, that uh, you've grown to love and watch on Ascend or if you go live. Um, Tim, you've been to a Glory Pro show. It's worth it, guys. I promise. Well, what was your favorite? I don't know. I haven't even asked you. Like, what was your favorite part of of the Glory Pro show that you went to? Because you went to the one at the pageant. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Uh, man, uh, I can't really pick one because there was a lot of good stuff that happened. Um, I'm trying to think of what the like some of the matches were. Like, I can see them in my head. Um, probably. Just being there, like ringside, and experiencing all that, like really close, and just like the energy, uh, just was through the roof. It was really fun. Um, just enjoying wrestling, man. It's just sitting here talking to you about it and talking about this, everything that you just said about uh, Glory Pro Wrestling and Ascend, all that stuff. Like, yeah, I would definitely go to a Glory Pro show. If I were you, you're missing out if you don't. We're the premier, we're the premier uh, wrestling uh, 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 promotion in the Midwest in St. Louis. I think I would say that we put on some of the best shows. But that's just me. I'm a little bit biased, of course, but I also believe in the product that we're putting out, um, and I believe in the guys and girls who who are in the ring, and I believe in the people in charge of it. So, again, go to YouTube, Glory Pro Wrestling. And watch the first three episodes of Ascend, plus past uh, full shows, full live events from Delmar Hall to the pageant. Um, and yeah, guys, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Wrestling Overtime with myself and Tim. Catch us next week for a brand new episode of Wrestling with Stooges. Who knows what kind of news will come out in between now and then that we'll be covering. It could be anything. It could be anything. <laughs> it could be Vince McMahon is fired. Things are breaking right now, probably, as we speak, as soon as I get on social media. <laughs> probably. First of all, let's, right now, me and Tim are going to get on Twitter right now, or X, whatever you want to call it, just to double check to see what the fuck. Well, you had to get on X. I don't have X. I don't uh, have Twitter. Here we go. We got some news. We got some breaking news from Soraya. Uh, heads up to the public. All my wrestling gear has recently gone missing, including some items that I owned for 10 years and had sentimental value. Jackets, my return gear, Wembley gear, Outcast gear, the whole lot. Luckily, I have two jackets left, but I would love for you guys. Let me see what you see here. I would love for you guys to keep an eye out on the internet and auction sites because someone may wind up selling stuff eventually. If you hear anything, please contact hello at alleliterestling.com with a subject line of Soraya gear, AW tickets, and, and an autograph to anyone that leads to the recovery of these items. Thank you. I know who it was. Who was it? It was, was the, the Stooge. Stooge. <laughs> we did it again. It was the Stooge. Nailed it. <laughs> the Stooge, man. He's a menace. He's a menace to that locker room. Oh, Somebody find that stooge. 
<laughs> One day we're going to have an episode. It might be years from now. Somebody's going to find that stooge. <laughs> the, title's, the title of our episode is going to be, The Stooge Has Been Found. <laughs> we found the stooge. Oh, man. The episode's going to... By the time we, we have that episode, we'll be on YouTube, and the thumbnail will be us like with like our hands up like this, and then just a question mark with a body. Like, you know, those blacked out bodies yeah. with a question mark? That's going to be like, we found the stooge. Eh, who knows? <laughs> but uh, thank you guys again for listening to Wrestling Overtime. Like I said, you can catch us next week on Tuesday for Wrestling with Stooges. And the follow- and then thir- the following Friday for another episode of Wrestling Overtime. I am Oscar. Tim, good night. Tim, <laughs>